I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we often talk about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation, we talk about the crucial conversation. Uh, we often find ourselves dealing with the challenge that often in our rush to alleviate the suffering of some, we end up creating suffering for many. And I think one area where we've seen that in a significant way is with fentanyl, a drug that has quickly morphed and wound its way into a crisis here in the United States. Last year, it became the leading cause of death for young adults. So how did it become such a massive problem? How do we put an end to it? Esther Eaton is the deputy editor for the Morning Dispatch, and uh, our friends over at the Dispatch, if you haven't got on that yet, uh, that should be part of your morning. And uh, real grateful to have uh, Esther joining us today. Great piece on America's fentanyl crisis. Uh, Give us a little bit of the lay of the land uh, and just kind of frame that for us of where are we? Thanks for having me. So, like you said, it, it has morphed into a crisis. Fentanyl was invented several decades ago now as a pain reliever for things like surgical pain or, or cancer pain. Um, but its illicit use has just spiraled out of control. So, more than 100,000 people died of drug overdoses in the U.S. last year, and most of those were synthetic opioids such as fentanyl. Um, and, and a synthetic opioid is one that is uh, formulated in a lab as opposed to made from poppies, uh, which means that it's a lot cheaper to produce, it's easier to produce, um, and, and so that's why we've seen it take over the way it has. Uh, and it's such a uh, a potent drug. Uh, I think that's uh, often something that gets lost in all of that is it, it just does not take a, a, a lot to uh, to really have some damaging impact, even death. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So if you look at, you know, what can be a lethal dose of fentanyl, we're talking about a dose the size of a few grains of salt. It's really a, a tiny amount. Um, and, and that, again, is also part of why it's taken over. So because it can be 50 times more potent than heroin and, and 100 times more potent than morphine, um, it gets added to those drugs. It gets um, uh, shipped more easily. It's easier to smuggle. And so, once again, that's why it's so prevalent and why it's also so easy to misjudge doses and overdose lethally very quickly. Yeah, we know there's been uh, billions uh, set aside and uh, having everywhere from the federal level on down to the local level. Uh, we know the, the use of the uh, kind of the reversal drug, drug of Narcon has, has become an important part of 
dealing with that, someone who is in an overdose situation. It seems to me, that, though, that while that is an important piece of the puzzle, uh, that seems to be more like uh, parking the ambulance down at the uh, bottom of the cliff than uh, building a, a fence up at the top. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point, right? That can't be the only thing we do, although it's certainly important to invest in these sort of life-saving measures. Yeah. Um, it's also important, of course, to disrupt, you know, demand uh, and supply. And, and those things are being worked on. I mean, one of the biggest ways that the U.S. is trying to disrupt the supply is by working with other countries. Mm. So, Fentanyl, typically at this point, um, the precursor chemicals that are used to make it get produced in China. And so the U.S. in recent years uh, worked with China um, to get it to treat fentanyl differently. Um, and that's really reduced the supply of fentanyl. As those chemicals are getting sold to um, frequently cartels in Mexico, and then they synthesize them. Uh, and then they get distributed through, well, some of the same methods that are used to distribute other drugs. Um, and, and so, you know, what we're trying to do now is both work with China to um, better regulate those chemicals, those precursor chemicals, so that that flow gets disrupted, and then as well continue working with Mexico to disrupt the drug trade there. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that international component to it because often we just kind of look at the the net impact here. So to me, it's a uh, it's an all of the above approach is what we've we've got to get to. We know the Biden administration uh, set aside one point five billion uh, in May uh, for helping everything from the, the medications, dealing with addiction and so on. Uh, we also know and uh, from your reporting, uh, we know there's also 78 other recommended steps uh, to reduce the fentanyl uh, trafficking. What else did you find in your report? reporting what else looks like it's promising in terms of how do we disrupt that and change that trend yeah so like i said you know those 78 recommendations are split into a few broad categories and those recommendations for the record are from a commission that was assembled on a bipartisan basis um through congress yes and you know what they came up with is, is a whole lot of action steps too many to list here but like i said some of the big ones are working with um, China and Mexico. There's also just trying to um, disrupt the mail distribution of these drugs. Um, again, because fentanyl is so potent, uh, it's very easy to distribute in these small amounts. Right. Um, so we're trying to improve our ability to catch it in the mail, to catch it at the border, um, and to crack down on things like um, online advertising for um, the sale of these drugs. Yeah, it's such an important part of that process. Anything else from from your reporting, Esther, that we ought to be watching or or looking for? Uh, Again, the the number of deaths is just staggering. Uh, And, you know, if this were any other uh, series of deaths, uh, it seems like everybody would be up in arms and and the country would rally around it. Uh, Why why are we not uh, jumping on this one the way we jump on some of the other things? I think it's easy to see this as, um, like any drug problem, 
sort of a, a self-inflicted damage, which, mm. you know, on, on one level, any any drug typically is. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ways to get hooked. But um, so I think it's easy to not view it as urgent for that reason. But one of the things that's so insidious about fentanyl specifically is that it's getting mixed into a lot of other um, substances and, and frequently abused substances. Mm. And so a lot of the people who are who are dying of fentanyl overdoses don't even know that they're taking it in the first place and maybe would have no intention. Uh, you know, they are potentially trying to abuse Vicodin or, or some of those other um, commonly abused prescription drugs. Um, and they just don't realize that, you know, in, in the word of the slogan, literally one pill can kill uh, when it has fentanyl mixed in it. Uh, and so I think it's crucial to recognize that and to be aware of these sort of hidden danger that it produces. Yeah. Uh, great reporting. Uh, Esther Eaton is the deputy editor for the Morning Dispatch. Uh, Esther, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, some great insight there. The, the numbers are just so staggering uh, to me, and, and I am a, an all-the-above uh, go-at-this problem uh, because we can't just sit back, and And uh, I love that we do have some ways to reverse uh, using the, the Narcan. I think that's a critical piece of the puzzle. Uh, I also believe we, we've got to really disrupt in terms of the borders and what's coming in. Uh, I loved what Esther said about making sure we're interacting with other countries uh, where a lot of the components and ingredients uh, are, are being initially created and shipped. Uh, all of that has to come in. And uh, we've got to make sure we're creating the right kind of environment uh, and the right kind of lifestyles uh, that don't lead into that. And Esther was was absolutely spot on. Uh, there are many different paths uh, into a dependence uh, or an addiction, uh, whether that's a post-surgery, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, part of uh, some illness or injury. And, uh, and of course, there are those that, you know, are there because they're looking for the high or they're, they're part of that addictive culture. But there's a lot of ways to get there, and we shouldn't just think of this as a single uh, issue. And as uh, Esther pointed out, uh, a lot of times you might have somebody uh, who is maybe just looking more for something like a, a Percocet or a Vicodin, uh, but these uh, chemicals from the fentanyl are getting laced into those illegal drugs, uh, and just one shot around that uh, can be deadly. Uh, so this is a crucial conversation we have to continue because uh, we got to get this right. Uh, and again, I it, it bothers me that we can have something where we had 71,000 deaths uh, by fentanyl. And that's a big number, folks. Uh, We should be upset about that. We should be worried about that. We should be engaged in figuring out how to solve that, all of us, individuals, families, neighborhoods, government, religious organizations. Everyone's got to lean in uh, because that is something uh, that is devastating our young people. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Big Tech is leaning into the immigration conversation. Why is that? We'll talk about it coming up next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.